Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can hear our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. We host the Bear Down Podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on the ESPN Chicago app, talking Bears football and the NFL. Abdallah, we are 20 days away from the start of Bears training camp. Before you know it, the NFL season will be upon us. I can't wait. I wish it was here now. I mean, you're kind of, this these are like people say August is are the dog days of summer, right? To me like these are the dog days when we're doing 20 days until training camp, 19 days until training camp, 13 days until training camp. Like just I want I want dudes in pads running drills. I want all that stuff. I want I want video of camp. I want CSPN at various camps. I can't wait. I'm excited because I know people don't think that the Bears are going to win a lot of games, but the the schedule of the NFL season is something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. The repetition of the NFL season is something that I enjoy. And even if it's not the Bears, you know, we talk, I know this is a Bears-centric podcast, but we'll talk most things NFL when it comes to it because a lot of things affect the Bears. Like, you know, things that affect the Packers affect the Bears. Things that affect the Lions and the, the Vikings affect the Bears. Things that affect the, the teams on their schedule affect the Bears. So I feel like that, yeah, it's a Bears town and it's a Bears thing, but, but people watch the NFL. It's the one sport where people generally watch everything that is that is out there in the sport on today's episode uh because i i feel like some podcasts do they they do the the oh, after they record today. they so. they record something to tease the episode so on today's episode we'll talk about fancy sleepers and and busts for for this upcoming season abdallah will break down aaron Rodgers' tattoo i will actually oh, i have oh, thoughts wow no i do this was not rehearsed and i, I just was just making stuff up i have controversial thoughts i wow. believe controversial uh, thoughts and before we get to the fancy football conversation i do have a quick thought on baker mayfield being traded from the from the browns to the panthers uh so if you listen to Black Amdala on Wednesday night, we, we covered the story. Uh, Mayfield traded to Carolina and what that means for the Panthers going forward, what it means for the Browns and their situation at quarterback as well. And as I continue to sit here, I, I still question how that really makes Carolina better. And you laid out last night on the show that really it, it's a no-lose situation for the Panthers. You don't really give up a heck of a lot to acquire Baker Mayfield if it turns out great. If not, you're going to be so bad in this next season, you're going to be drafting a quarterback in next year's draft anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I we talked about it a little bit like you said. This is a win-win for the Panthers, right? Because it's only costing you $5 million. It's only costing you maybe a fourth or fifth round pick. And Baker Mayfield's a free agent at the end of this year. So if you like what you see from him, if he, you know, commands the respect of the team and whatnot, and and you see that he is a player you can build around, then by all means, give him a long-term deal and, and sign him for the next five years or three years or however long you see fit, and then you build around Baker Mayfield. If you win four games or three games and you don't like him, then you're in a position, you're still in a position to win, to draft one of these quarterbacks coming out this year. So... To me, it's not a move that's like, oh man, now they're extremely bought in. Like th- there was, there was a no loss in this situation. Now Cleveland still has to pay ten million dollars of that salary. So for the Panthers, this is great. 
You got a fourth or fifth round pick, you trade that away, and you get Baker Mayfield for $5 million. What's wrong with that? Well, I, I don't know if it's, it's wrong. I just don't know if it's much of an upgrade when you look at the two, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Mayfield's a better player, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, you can put to the side my fanfare for Sam Darnold coming out of USC. At SC, he was great. Uh, he has not been that in the NFL. Throws way too many interceptions, bad mistakes, you name it. He, he, he has not been good. No doubt about it. But I don't know if Baker Mayfield is this huge upgrade at the position for Carolina. They have a whole bunch of holes to begin with. Uh, So, you know, we're going to talk about fantasy sleepers. It's not like Baker Mayfield or any of the skill position players for the Panthers are really going to be standouts in this next season. Uh, When you have your wide receivers on social media openly talking about how you don't want Mayfield to be your quarterback, and then Christian McCaffrey, is he even going to play? A full slate of games. We haven't seen Christian McCaffrey play impactful football in some time. Uh, So Mayfield gets traded from Cleveland to Carolina. The Panthers, I think, are still in the same spot they would have been in before the Mayfield trade in the NFC South. I don't think the Panthers or the Falcons are going to compete at all this year, but we know Atlanta is kind of taking a different approach. And the, the Falcons also have probably, arguably, the, the worst roster in all football. It's like them, the Texans, maybe the Jets. Those are some of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this is a move that could – this is a let's see what he's got left, right? Like let's see if Baker Mayfield can respond from being totally beat up and being put together with duct tape and basically being gutting out the last season – because the season before that, in 2020, he won the, the team won 11 games and won a playoff game. So he's someone who's had success. The Browns were good. They were a decent team. They lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs. But they, he's proven that you can you win a Super Bowl with him. I don't know. But you can certainly win games and go to the playoffs and win a couple playoff games with him. Now they just need to find out if he's still that guy. And if he is, then they sign him. And if not, they go draft someone. It's, the, it's not a big deal. If you go to ESPN.com, today they uh, posted fantasy football sleepers, busts, and breakouts for 2022. It's that time of the year, right? We, we start the podcast by saying it's 20 days until the start of Bears training camp. By the way, like I, I find it as half joke, half I'm being serious. I am counting down the days to the start of training camp. But also, I think it's funny that on day 28, you and I have been talking about this, and we've been talking about it on our show uh, Blackie Abdallah weeknights each and every night saying at some point during the show, by the way, we're 24 days away from Bears <laughs> training camp. Uh, I just think it's funny that, uh, that that's kind of how we're spending our summer. Uh, so they have this on ESPN.com. And when we look at the quarterback sleepers, so they have 12 fantasy experts on ESPN.com. Each person had to give a sleeper, a bust, and a... Um, Breakout star Mm -hmm. for the football season. Uh, So when we look at quarterback sleepers, some of the names on the list, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Matt Ryan, those are the names listed off. When you look at the names for sleeper quarterbacks, I don't see how Aaron Rodgers is a sleeper quarterback. He's one of the best in the game. I would say the reason people are saying Mike Clay is the one that suggested that Rodgers is a sleeper quarterback for the season. I would imagine it's because they say the weapons for the Packers are not as good as they used to be. 
So yeah. maybe he's a sleeper. I get the Trey Lance stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Silver said today that Trey Lance is dealing with arm fatigue, which that's interesting. He's a quarterback that's barely played. He's dealing with arm fatigue, and the season hasn't even started. Well, I mean, when you, don't, when you don't throw for two years. I mean, he hasn't played a, a, a real – I mean, I know he played a little bit last year, but before then – he didn't play any game. They had remember they they put yeah. together that like one yeah. game yeah. for him to like showcase, and he didn't even play well in that game. I, I'd say when you look at Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they're in the conversation of guys with Trey Lance a little, who you expect to maybe take another step. Yeah, and then the two names that are are interesting, Derek Carr. I get it. Devontae Adams goes from the Packers to the Raiders, so people think okay, maybe Derek Carr is going to be a fantasy sleeper for quarterbacks. And then the other name is Matt Ryan. Out of the group, Abdallah, is there someone that jumps out to you as a fantasy sleeper at quarterback? Well, I think it's the obvious one is Derek Carr because he's been the, you know, not necessarily, he's better than a game manager, but is he going to put up great fantasy stats for you, right? Is he going to get you a ton of yards every single game? You know, he's historically been a guy who kind of dinks and dunks down the field. They started to air it out a little bit more, and he proved that he does have a bigger arm the last couple years. Devontae Adams should help with that. But to me, it's, you know, the guys you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, it's a, I'm not going to draft those guys to be my starter, but if I draft them as my second quarterback or my backup quarterback, then maybe... Okay, maybe if you're in a two-quarterback league where you have to start two quarterbacks, then okay, I could see that if you're in one of those leagues because then you have to probably have three quarterbacks on your roster with a backup in there. Um, And then, you know, Matt Ryan, I don't – because I think Matt Ryan is going to be the – like that offense is going to be run heavy, you know, protect him – don't screw up. Don't turn it over. He's very smart. Obviously, he's been playing the position forever. He's 37 years old. So he I don't think he's going to put up the stats that we're used to from, like, the Falcons because the Colts are a different team. The Colts aren't that kind of football team. They're the kind of team where, like, they're going to limit turnovers, and he's probably not going to put up a ton of yards, and he's just going to be like, okay, fine. So to me, the one that stands out is Derek Carr for the obvious reasons of, he gets his guy at wide receiver. He's now got a true number one target that he likes, that he's played with before, that hopefully this works out for him, and hopefully they can put up a ton of points. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Like, why is Aaron Rodgers should be a sleeper? I guess because when we get to busts, like, almost everyone says Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So maybe, you know, uh, Mike Clay was going oppo what everybody else was doing because he saw that they were all picking him as a bust. So well, he was it, like, it's you know. also the he doesn't have the weapons. I would say if I had to make a pick, uh, I would go Trevor Lawrence. I think Lawrence is going to explode this season. I think he's going to be awesome. Okay. I think. Uh, uh, to me, it's still a wait and see what they have. Like, I don't know what they have yet. Oh. I like what I saw at the end of last season. I wouldn't trust Matt Ryan. No. Um, but and, and Derek Carr, like, I think Derek Carr has a ceiling on him. I think you can only go so high with someone that like that. Like, Derek Carr is the better version of Kirk Cousins. But they're the same type of quarterback. Yeah, but like I'm not the worried Kirk about Cousins, going that far. the Derek Carr, the Ryan Tannehills, they're all in that same group together. But I'm not worried about going that far because this is fantasy. No, I know. Just I'm, put I'm, up stats. No, I, I understand that. My my point is skill level. I yeah. think they're in the same grouping. Carr, okay. Tannehill, Cousins. I They don't do anything that really wows me and impresses me. Uh, and the, those are the quarterbacks for the sleepers. For busts of the 12 writers on ESPN.com, here are the names for busts. You get Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and Joe Burrow. 
basically, like Abdallah said, there's seven people that say Aaron Rodgers. You get two, uh, three Kyler Murrays and one Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised by the Joe Burrow, but then again, I could understand someone suggesting the reason he's a bust is because he was so great last year and maybe he takes a step back. I put all my chips in on Burrow. I do the same for, for uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, Kyler Murray, interesting. Not as good last year as I think we thought he would be. Um, could the slide continue for Kyler Murray? Has the league figured Murray out? Yeah, that's going to be the issue, right? Also, he's not happy with his current contract situation. Like, does that affect his play at all? You know, obviously, the, the, uh, I'll start with Joe Burrow, too, because Burrow, you assume that Burrow's going to be the kind of guy that everyone drafts as their first quarterback, right? Because they saw the gaudy numbers from last year and they saw that, you know, this is a guy who is going to be slinging all over the place with Jamar Chase and all that kind of stuff. So he's they're going to go with, you know, Joe Burrow as one of the top quarterbacks. And you expect some form of regression back to the mean with someone like that. With Kyler Murray, are, are they going to give him the – is he just going to be running around there? Is he going to be – like how many touchdowns is he going to have on the ground versus how many touchdowns is he going to have through the air? I like a guy that can score with his legs. So to me, I don't know if he's going to be that much of a bust. Maybe in terms of where he's selected, you know, the average selection that he is, maybe he's a bust for that. I, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how – like are people just assuming he's he forgot how to throw? Like is that? It's a he doesn't have the wide receivers. He doesn't. No, have, he doesn't have the weapons. Play. Yeah. It's yeah, but as long as can they catch? Do they know how to catch footballs? It's uh, to be seen. Okay, remains to be seen if that's uh, like I know he didn't go to OTAs and everything like that, so he hasn't worked with them yet. But I don't know. It's hard for me to put Aaron Rodgers in the bust category. Running back sleepers from ESPN.com: Elijah Mitchell, Ken Walker the third, Miles Sanders, Travis Etienne, AJ Dillon. Melvin Gordon, those are the names listed off. I, if I had to pick one, I would lean towards Travis Etienne. Now, we didn't Travis see him last Etienne. year. Yeah. Uh, and remember, he can maybe give you some receiving yards as well mm-hmm. and re- receptions if you're in a PPR league. Uh, reminds uh, people of Alvin Kamara coming out of uh, school, uh, landing in the NFL with the Saints. So wondering if uh, Jacksonville uses ETN the way that Kamara was used with the Saints. I look at uh, Ken Walker III. I mean, he was a Heisman candidate for a lot of his time at Michigan State. And so th- that's an offense that has Drew Locke at quarterback. DK Metcalf's not happy. What other weapons do they have besides Ken Walker III? You know, so to me, you see, I see a quarterback who's not good. I see a disgruntled wide receiver who hasn't been at any of the OTAs or any of the off-season workouts, who's now going to be fined if he doesn't show up to training camp, who they may move, who else do they have? What other weapons are going to be available? They're going to run the crap out of Ken Walker. Like, to me, that's a, that is a, a solid sleeper. I think that he has a great year for them because he's going to be all their offense. You think Drew Locke's getting the job done? Come on. If they would have traded for Baker Mayfield, maybe DK's a little happier because he's got a quarterback throwing to him. Sure. But as of right now, do we think he's going to play for the Seahawks this year? Nah. Okay. So uh, who else do they have? I mean, yeah, I, I guess we'll find out in training camp if, if he continues to hold out or, or turns it into a bigger situation than it is. I like Ken Walker there. I think he's the one that stands out to me the most besides Travis Etienne, who you mentioned. Running back bus, James Conner, Antonio Gibson, Nick Chubb, Cordero Patterson, Josh Jacobs, 
and Javante Williams for the Broncos. Uh, I think the obvious name would be Patterson, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a few people. Uh, Patterson's on the list a couple times. James Conner is on the list a couple times. Uh, and that's basically, those are the repeatable names on this list. Nick Chubb, you know, maybe it's because you have bad quarterback plays. So defenses are going to gear up for that Browns run game and Chubb won't be as impactful as he was last season. Mm-hmm. I could see that. But Cordero Patterson, I, I think that's that's pretty pretty obvious for the Falcons. I think so too, especially the way that they're, the way they're structured this year without Matt Ryan, they're tanking. They're trying to get one of these top quarterbacks, whether it's Stroud or whether it's Bryce Young. Like, they are definitely in full tank mode. And, yeah, he gives you return yards and he gives you all that kind of stuff. But eventually, that we see the shelf life, right? I know he's been doing it for a while, but eventually these guys kind of fall off that cliff. And I wonder if this is the year that he falls off the cliff. Wide receiver sleepers, Chris Olave, Robert Woods, Russell Gage, Drake London, Rondell Moore. Jerry Judy, Adam Thielen, Darnell Mooney, mm. Christian Kirk, Gabriel Davis, and another Chris Olave. Basically, each person on the 12-person panel gave a different name except for Jerry Judy. There are two of those. And two Chris Olaves, the rookie with the Saints. Shout out to uh, Darnell Mooney. Gets on the list. The first bear we mentioned outside of Justin Fields at the top when we talked about quarterback sleepers. Could his wide receiver... Darnell Mooney be a wide receiver sleeper this year. Well, it makes sense. I mean, unless they trade for DK, he's the number one. He's wide receiver one right now. So unless they make a move for someone, he's going to be the target. And we talked about it last year. He has spent the most time with Justin Fields. So he's going to be the go-to guy. Now, can he take the next step and say that he's going to be, you know, he wants to be considered a number one wide receiver. Can he take that next step? Now, if you think Justin Fields is a sleeper candidate, then I would say that his number one wide receiver would also be a sleeper candidate. Um, I don't like Drake London. Great at USC. Whoa. No, no, no. But think about it. With the Falcons? Hater. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If he had a real quarterback, fine. Hater. But who is it? It's Mariota? Oh, it's going to be Desmond Ritter. Or Desmond Ritter? Halfway through the Okay, so no thank you. (laughs) Sorry. Look, I like Drake London. I like him. He's a great wide receiver. But I, you can't. I, he doesn't have a real quarterback. You know the name that I I like and and I would um, suggest is going to be a sleeper. If, if you're doing the wide receiver quarterback combo, then maybe you look at Christian Kirk because I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a great year. And then we also mm-hmm. mentioned Travis Etienne. So mm-hmm. that offense is cooking. Maybe it works for Kirk. Rondell Moore from uh, Purdue. Yeah. With the Cardinals, I I think he is awesome. Yeah. That's someone I would look for. And then I think it's pretty obvious. I think most people think Chris Olave is going to be the best wide receiver out of the rookie class. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think he's going to be a stud. What do you think of Jameis? Well, someone's got to throw to these guys. Of course they do. But I wide receivers still get theirs. I know. It's not always on the quarterback in those situations. Like, if that were the case, then no wide receivers on bad teams would ever be good fantasy players. Yeah. They well, get their stats. That's fair. It's not like it won't affect Chris Olave's stats, the bad picks that Winston throws. No, but I think it'll affect a guy like Drake London more than it'll it'll, it'll uh, affect Chris Olave. Perhaps. Uh, wide receiver bus, Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddell, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Ga- Gabriel Davis. Heard him on the last list. Mike Williams. And how about this? Another vote for Allen Robinson. 
Uh, seems like many voting that Allen Robinson with the Rams will be a bit of a sleeper bust. Um, he would have had to not been a bust last year for him to be a bust this year, right? Because he was a bust last year. The dude didn't do anything last year. And now he's the third best option for Matthew Stafford. Look, I'm sure he'll get looks, but he's the third best option on that team. And might be the four if they sign uh, Odell Beckham and this go they go they for a playoff run. I know that that fantasy isn't there, but we'll break away from that. Then he becomes the fourth best option on that team. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a good move for him. He has Matthew Stafford. He's with a uh, one of the best offensive minds, if not the best offensive mind in the NFL. But he didn't do anything last year, so how is he a bust? If he did something last year and he was the Bears' true number one wide receiver. Then I could say he's a bust, but he didn't show anything last year. So to me, you got to beat something before you're a bust. And he wasn't anything last year. The other one, I mean, Michael Thomas. If you think Chris Olave is going to have a better year, then maybe Michael Thomas takes a step back. Um, Jalen Waddle. It depends on what you think of what Tua is going to do. If if this is Tua, if Tua is going to be the guy this year, then you I don't agree with it. But I, if if you don't, then you can see it. Like I don't know what to expect from Tua this year, but I could see Jalen Waddle having a down year. If we look at the breakout players at the bottom of the uh, column, 2022 breakout players for fantasy football, here's the list of players listed off by the 12 voting on this. Uh, Trey Lance, Rashad Bateman, Bryce Hall, J.K. Dobbins, Derek Carr, Darnell Mooney, Jerry Judy, Garrett Wilson, Sky Moore, like Sky Moore, Joshua Palmer, mm-hmm. and another vote for Darnell Mooney. Seems a, a lot of love for the Bears wide receiver. We were talking about uh, players who could be sleepers for wide receivers. Mooney, possibly a breakout player here in 2022. Well, he had uh, 13 point yards, 13.0 yards per catch, ranked fourth behind only Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase last year. And you assume this offense is going to be better. Right, I assume that this offense is going to be more tailored toward Justin Fields and what he is good at doing. And if that is throwing to Darnell Mooney and in his general direction, then he should benefit from that. And if he was putting up numbers like that, then sure. I think Darnell Mooney could have a great year. Is he going to prove that he's a number one wide receiver? Maybe. He, You know, you can't say that if he puts up the stats, he's not one then. No, right? of course like, not. If- if he is really Justin Fields' only option, he's going to collect the stats because I don't think Fields is going to be atrocious. So, like, even at the bottom, like, there were games last year where you could tell that those two have a rapport. Yeah. And Fields trusts that he can go deep and find Darnell Mooney. Now, whether or not he can be the guy to move the chains and, and to put together long, sustained drives for this Bears offense... I think that's certainly something that is of concern and the Bears don't have enough firepower. But I think the connection of Fields trusting Mooney to just lay it out there for him and to go get it, I think Mooney is a good enough wide receiver and and he will put up stats. And, And there is a possibility that he could get to this status where he is a breakout wide receiver in fantasy football for this season. Uh, a lot has to go right, though, for the Bears' offense. And if that's the case, if Mooney and Fields are both breakout stars for fantasy football, that means the offense is scoring points. Yeah. And I think it would also mean that the, the Bears are a little bit better than people kind of think right mm. now with 20 days before camp. Hmm. Hmm. Like something like, like we've said. I didn't say that. I was just laying it out there. I was just, 
I was just laying uh, the thoughts out there. Well, yeah, the difference is going to be are they going to give up 35 points a game too? Like that's like the offense can be coming together and they could still be bad on defense. And so, uh, so you can find that on ESPN.com, Fantasy Sleepers, Busts, and Breakouts for 2022. Uh, the column is on ESPN.com today. Uh, full disclosure, both uh, Abdal and I don't play fantasy football, but we do like talking football, and we hosted the fantasy football show here on ESPN 1000 for a few years, so we understand what it takes to win in your league, and uh, just because we don't play doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Uh, but I just wanted to get that out there before people were like, hold up, I thought you guys said you didn't play fantasy football. Well, football is football. Conversation about football is all football. We enjoy it. We do gamble on the sport, and mm-hmm. we enjoy that as well. Uh, before we go here on the Bear Down Podcast for a Thursday, uh, you have thoughts on this new tattoo that Aaron Rodgers put on social media yesterday. I do, okay? And you have to hear me out through this entire argument. This is... Can you describe it first? Okay, so the tattoo is on what looks to be his left forearm. Okay. And on the inside, and it is of two lions. Yep. One is roaring, one is not. Okay. Uh, above it is our constellations. Sure. The lions are engulfed in a circle with a eye in it on the top, and then underneath another circle, and then like a fan underneath, and then some weird like line thing with a bunch of dots and stars and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Yep. So I found the guy who made the tattoo. The artist, the tattoo artist. Is he coming on the show? What's his no, name? no, okay. I doubt oh. it. He's got uh, four hundred eighty-five thousand followers on Instagram. His name is Balez Berseni. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, but he looks like the guy who made this tattoo. And if you look at his other tattoos, they oh, kind no. of look like this. It, they're very small, um, okay. very thin lines, very yeah. intricate. Yeah. Now I will tell you this. It looks like. Um, it's like stuff with like Mr. Manhattan from the yeah. from the Watchmen, yeah, where yeah. it's like Absolutely. he's in a room and there's like and it looks like there's a kaleidoscope other, around other dimensions it. Yeah. Yeah. flying 1, through like <laughs> like the, the Atlas guy, like the dude, yes. like the yes. yeah, yeah, okay, like he's got tattoos of that. He's got <laughs> very intricate. And that's his name, right, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now I will tell you this. Objectively, this is both a very good tattoo and a very bad tattoo. Right. This tattoo is of someone who spends 90 percent of his time barefoot, who has a man. The tattoo comes with a man bun. And like, you know, that guy, like it's a guy who uses a lot of patchouli oil. It's a guy that probably has a girlfriend that makes her own deodorant and own toothpaste, which we know that that Aaron Rodgers is. We know that he's very spiritual now. And one of those probably deals with a lot of astrology and all that kind of stuff. Right. Now, but if I went to this person, this Balaz Barseni guy, and I said, I want two lions, I want now, and, and tattoo people will tell you this, the hardest thing to do is to make a perfect circle. And there are many perfect circles in them. I have two perfect circles on my back. And the guy who did it said, this is the hardest thing to do in tattooing. Okay. Because you can stencil it all you want and you can trace, but the slightest But the move, skin moves. Your skin moves, but while they're making it, and also how thin and intricate the lines are on this is insanely hard to do. So, yes, this is a bad tattoo. Like, this is a guy whose first tattoo has a lot of money, and it's his first tattoo, and, like, it is bad. But 
if you're a tattoo person and you are or a, t- a tattoo artist, this is a good tattoo. I mean, look at the detail on the lions. Look at the detail. So inside, shading. Look at the detail inside the circle. Like this is not a bad. Like it, it looks like a bad tattoo, but as far as I mean, look at the detail on the waves and the beach. Yeah, that's a good tattoo. This is good artwork for a tattoo. Now it's a bad tattoo though. Cause it looks like it looks really bad. Like it's not a good. Like it's it's very cliche. Is more what the word I'm looking for. But objectively, as far as tattoo art goes, and I believe uh, friend of the show, we can call him friend of the show, Golik Jr., friend of of kicking field goals with him at Goose Island, has also stated as a man of many tattoos. I believe half his body is covered in tattoos. That this is a good tattoo. Now, it's horrible. And I would never get it. But if I went to someone and said, this is what I wanted, I would be very happy with it. What is it trying to say? I don't know what it's trying to say. That's not for me to figure out. It's trying to say that, that there's two different lions, maybe, and there's some weird, like, the waves, and there's, I don't know what those constellations are up there. I'm sure someone, some, someone has blogged about it and explains the whole thing. I don't care what it is. I just care about how it looks. And people that are trashing it, yes, trash it. This is... The most cliche tattoo you could ever get. But as far as art of tattooing goes, this is extremely hard to do and extremely well done for what I assume Aaron Rodgers asked for. Uh, this looks like the tattoo for someone that works in a cocktail bar. Oh, uh, yeah. They're definitely in, uh, dropping egg whites into a tattoo with a yeah, dropper. Or into Wick, a drink with a dropper. Park or Bucktown yeah. area. Oh, um, yeah. And that they... Um, it's it's a part of their personality type is that yeah. they make a craft cocktails that uh, take thirty seven different ingredients and half of them you have to use a a dropper with to uh, create the cocktail when it's like bro just give me a Tito's and soda and we'll we'll call it a day or just give me some tequila on ice I'll be good uh, but he also looks like he he may or may not listen to podcasts that uh, probably talk about rogue conspiracies oh 100 that uh are not factually uh correct at all uh but i like guess it, i, think I guess it, it, it's par for the course with the individual at hand well there's um, the gemini sign i think is in there and like there's a bunch of astrology symbols in this and like you can see all the dot work and everything like it is like it's listen this is extremely well done but it's horrible like it is horrible but it's but as far as like, like look at this other guy's the the rest of this guy's artwork. Yeah, I see it. It's good. He does good work. If that's what you're into, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't get it. But if that's what you're into, yeah, like you know, you've seen the guy with tattoos like of this. Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure he tattoos a bunch of celebrities. Oh yeah, hands down. Well, if, if he has that many uh, followers, yeah. There's, he had to have at some point. All right, well, I thought I'd get your thoughts on it. it it's something that uh, you're well aware of. And oh, yeah. uh, I knew that you'd have some thoughts. And here on the uh, Bear Down podcast, we cover uh, the Chicago Bears and also the rest of the National Football League. Also, why Lions? I don't know. No cheese? With, I, I don't think those are Detroit Lions. Are they? I, I don't believe so. The best is the the one that said someone made a meme of 
the Packers during the regular season is the lion roaring, and the Packers during the postseason is the calm lion. Well played. That's very. That was very. I thought that was very well done. Well played. Does did anyone say what constellations those are? I don't. I mean, I haven't looked at it up. He said. You see in, Orion's belt. He said in his post in uh, in. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' post that he will he will fill us in at a later time. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a deep and meaningful story and connection to absolutely each element of this art piece, and I'll oh, share a see. little more about that one day. For now, just thankful for uh, Balaz Berseni and his patience and artistry. Hashtag tattoo, hashtag astrology, hashtag the elements. And then there's just a hashtag with no words after it. Just a hashtag. <sighs> All right. Uh, like, if you went in and just said, like, just just consider, like, let's say Chris Black was like, I'm going to get a tattoo. I want waves in a circle. Like, just take that one part. Like, that's that's as good as you can do. Like, that is the best sure. you can do. If you're like, I want a lion roaring, that is an insanely good, like, look at all the different circles in this thing. Oh, yeah. It's really oh, well I'm done. Not, I'm just saying... The connection, the story and the connection to absolutely every element of this art piece is mm-hmm. exactly what the guy who's making your craft cocktail oh, at 100%. the bar is saying yeah. while he's telling you about his art piece tattoo yeah. and then telling you that he drives a Tesla and he also, uh, you know, he has like, come on, guy. But there's also a dude out there with Yurko's face on his body. Yeah, but that, like, that's, that's a that's a that's like, you a know hard what I mean? Like I, like I have an alkaline trio tattoo. No, like, I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying this is just exhausting. Oh, like, 100 percent. Like, this is just. And like, here's the thing, Aaron Rodgers. Get the tattoo, but like, does Aaron Rodgers five years ago get this? No, it's because he's dating women who are, who call who are witches. They they claim <laughs> to be witches, and they're they're he's dating the girl making deodorant in the backyard. The whole thing. That's who he is. She's like there's playing, a she's lot. She's playing bongo drums, and he's sitting in there and sitting in the backyard with his legs folded. And um, like that's the I think that's Gemini are the two lines, the two squiggly lines. Like I don't know anything about astrology. I know I'm a Sagittarius, and that's all I know. I'm a Gemini. I don't think that's Gemini. Although Gemini lines? is two faced, so maybe that's what the lines stands for because they're two ones like roaring, and one is just looking. Is that the gem? No, that's not the Gemini symbol. Hold on. I can tell you. I can look up the symbols. Um, okay, so the squiggly lines is Aquarius. The the one on top, if you're looking at it, it's got like it's at the very top of the circle. It's like a an arrow with a line going through it. That's Sagittarius. The M is what well, depends on what it looks like. It looks like the Scorpio M. So Scorpio um, is there. Um, I don't see any other astrological symbols besides the constellations themselves. Um, like this is all, I don't know, man. All right. Well. All in. Thank you for filling us in. Live life all in. Exhausting. Thank you for downloading the Bear Down podcast. You can check us out Tuesdays and Thursdays here on the ESPN Chicago app. Also, check out Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8 weeknights on ESPN 1000. We have a show tonight from 6 to 6.30, White Sox baseball. It's a Thursday night. We'll talk to you then on ESPN 1000. Thanks for listening to the Bear Down podcast.